Welcome to Triple H 100.1 FM and stay in the loop with Lucy. You are live on a Sunday morning from the Hornsby Guy area. Um, what have we got this morning in today's show? Well, it's a show that covers health and well-being through connection to people. People in our community and people beyond who share with us their experiences, their choices and consequences and regardless of age, their innate wisdom. By discerning and getting a sense of what is transferable from what these guests share, we can choose to apply the relevant aspect in our lives and in our community and develop programs that found a more sustainable, loving and heartfelt way to be with each other, thereby improving our physical and our mental health. Now, in today's show, we're going to celebrate the children in our lives. It's the start of Children's Week 2016, and the theme for this week is children have the right to reliable information from the media. What a pertinent theme when so many leading figures in our country and around the world struggle with this concept of truth, because in essence, that is what expression of reliable information is to me. It's asking for us to be truthful. Now, media have to be incredibly uh, have to be incredibly discerning about what they report and we as consumers of that media have to be incredibly discerning about what we take on as truth however if we take one step further and contemplate who are the producers of media do we abdicate our responsibility for media to newspapers magazines radio and television or do we see that this age of digital technology and social media we are all media producers. We both contribute and we consume media. And if that's the case, then we have the potential to call for a different level of responsibility to reliable information and to be producers of that information. In essence, if we say that children have the right to reliable information from the media, then we need to be ch the change we want to see in the world. Time to introduce my guests for the p first part of the show. And in fact, we were umming and ahhing about the um, country and Western music and the country and Western music show that is now going to come before my, my show on a Sunday morning and wondering whether it really presented or gave us the flavour of really what our show is going to be about because very often I think it will be a stark contrast from what I'm presenting. But today, my guests have just come back from America from a big competition over there. It's the Future Problem Solving Team from Mount St. Benedict College. Now, you might remember that they were in a short while ago with um, uh, telling us that the fact that they were going to America. This is the stressless team that we spoke about. And I'm just going to introduce Emily. Hi. Nicole. Hi. And Jess. Hi. Welcome back, all three of you. Um, we learned a huge amount from your presentation last time. You left me with some resources, which I have often given out as great stressless tools. I have used some of them, and I suspect we will use many more in our show today. Now, it's, it's perfect that you're back in to talk about anxiety because it's, uh, we're in the middle of Mental Health Awareness Month, and uh, it would be great to hear how you have developed what you originally thought your anxiety and stress less was going to be about to see if it's changed in the time from concept to actual implementation definitely changed a lot I think especially we had especially like over a year even since nationals even from internationals it just keeps changing because when we started 
we had the focus of anxiety as in a mental health disorder and yeah. as a mental health issue. Whereas after sort of went nationals last year in October and then after that we sort of moved the focus to stress because it's a little bit more general as well. And also with mental health, it's a sensitive subject and it's one that you can't really, sp- you can't really speak about unless you have the proper knowledge you need like qualifications and things like that and stress is sort of a general thing and everybody experiences stress and it's normal and that's sort of what we're trying to reinforce throughout the whole project I think that's one thing that stayed the same was reinforcing the whole idea that stress is okay and there's so many different ways that you can manage it and if one doesn't work you can try something else keep trying and that doesn't mean that you're not as good at handling it as other people if you've got to try more things it's just whatever works for you I guess Lovely, Emily. That's a, that's a really good summary. And, mm. and it's very true because we all do experience stress. Stress is a normal part of day-to-day life. Um, but ongoing stress has major implications, has major complications on our system because our system is not designed for major yeah. ongoing stress. Our internal organs don't handle that very well, do they? Anyone else? No? Well, good. Hey. All right, so... Um, when we talk about the consequences of long-term stress, that's when we get into the realms of anxiety. And that's where we get to um, it being a mental health condition that we need to address. So if we come back to stress less, what were the elements of stressing less that you found people accepted and then maybe we'll talk about the things that people really found slightly harder to accept who who wants to start with the things that people accepted yep Nicole. Well, one of the things we did was introduce some additions to our assessment notification so at first people were a bit hesitant about it and it was originally designed for year seven to nine yeah however people grew to accept it and as well as teachers because we're in year 10 now and we've often had it attached to our notifications and we haven't had students aren't currently showing anything against it so and some people have been using it so when you talk about notifications does that mean it becomes part of the work that you, part of your assessments that the, i mean I, i'm not sure what you mean by it's been part of your notifications oh so we've just attached a study guide and tips on stressing less when studying and associated with assessments and so people have been Ah, like yeah people have been implementing those tips and have been using the study planner Mm -hmm. and it's obviously been successful as it's still being used yeah we also had a survey like to assess the results and stuff and we had a huge positive response from it so we found that it really has helped people and you can see it in the school community as well that's incredibly practical. I, I, uh, this week I was part of the um, team that set up the Hornsby Kuringai Youth Mental Health Forum. And during that day, lots of uh, the schools come together to try and they break out into plans of what they're going to implement in their school and then take back. So they, you go into groups, you, you workshop something, you present it to the hall and then the idea is in the next week you take it back into your community and start implementing it because if you leave an idea and don't let it germinate and take it into action, it, it just yeah. dies and goes dies. away. <laughs> yeah. And what you have picked up on are some of the key 
problems that they had um, that they raised about taking it back. So, Nicole, you mentioned that it's actually been part of the assessment process or, you know, when you're given an assessment, part of the ways to complete that assessment. That was one of the things that the teachers were trying to share with the young people is that if you give something to a teacher to do, it has to be part of their curriculum because they don't have the freedom as much as they may want to to implement new initiatives left, right and centre. But what you've done is you've given the teachers a model that they can put within all of their work that they're giving out to support the student to look after themselves before they do the assignment, which means probably that the assignment will be a better assignment because it will be less last minute. Yeah, definitely. I think the thing about our plan is we wanted it to be independent and not something that teachers were sort of forcing people to use. Yeah. We just wanted it to be kind of optional and very easy, easy to personalise as well. So I think also the fact that it's by students for students was what a lot of people liked and was sort of the centre of a lot of the feedback that we got from it and that it wasn't something that was like sort of compulsory and it felt like you had to do it just because yeah. everyone else was doing it. And for some people, even if it may not have worked, they found other ways of doing it or using it or implementing it, even not into sort of school, into the other parts of your life. But yeah, I think the independence that came with it was what made it as successful as it was, I think. So we might go to some music now and then when we come back, we might talk about some of the bits that you've got in there so I know you've got a planner that you were speaking about let's let's expand that so for someone who hasn't seen it before we can tell them what it is how to use it and then we'll also direct them to your website where they can actually look at it yep Triple H 100.1 FM and stay in the loop with Lucy. Welcome back. Um, I'm here with the stressless team from uh, Mount St. Benedict's College. I'm going to have to call you Benny's. Is that okay? Otherwise, I otherwise I can I can see that I will stumble and mumble and yeah. <laughs> we said Benny's overseas and they're going where? where? Yeah. <laughs> it's more confusing if you say the whole name. It is. It is. But there we go. Benny's, aka Mount Saint Benedict. So um, before the break, we were talking about um, the fact that they that Emily, Nicole, and Jess are in the studio with us. They went as part of their bigger team to America. They won the international. I mean, oh, actually, I should. Why don't you announce what you won? Uh, middle, well, oh, it's such a long, middle division, health concerns and human services, international champions. Community problem solving teams. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was so long. It was very like sort of split up all of the categories and stuff. We kind of got there. I'm like, we don't really know what we're in, but we're just going to keep going, kind of roll with it. But yeah, no, a big trophy as well. Huge, absolutely huge. Is it? It's crazy. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll tell. Send me a picture of it so I can put it on the <laughs> okay. website we'll for do. others to it was see. It's a after struggle it's... to get it on the plane. Was it? That's yeah. It. But did they think that it was, you know, a, a weapon? Um, <laughs> we had to. I think we had to take it through. Cut like when we took it through. Cut. We had to declare it on the way back. Yeah. Because of like wooden items, because there was just like so much of it. But um, yeah, it ended up getting stuffed in a first class sort of cupboard thing at the front oh, of the plane and then at the end you sort of have to walk through all of these people and grab the trophy and walk back very cool going hello 
Yeah, everyone was staring at us. It was yeah. kind of funny. Good. Yeah. It yeah. ended up ruining my shirt in Chicago. Yeah, no. That too. It did. What happened? Did you wrap it, your yeah, shirt in it? Um, yeah, because we were carrying it around and it had the engraving and my shirt kept getting caught in the engraving. Oh, no. I was like ripping it to pieces. <laughs> yeah. You're wearing a particularly nice I Love New York t-shirt today. Oh, thank you. Very nice, mm. Nicole. So, um, let's talk about your time management tips. Now, if people want to follow along with us, they can go to the website, which is uh, actually if you Google uh, stress less, and what's the other um, bit? CMPS. CMPS, which is community problem solving. Yeah something um <laughs> have a look at that I, I actually did it and and it comes up with the about page um and then you've got all sorts of different pages from the menu from that the website's really quite full it's got a lot of content it's great and there's a a tumblr page and an instagram page but let's just um flow straight in and um maybe nicole you can start us off talking about the study planner that you or touched on just before the break Okay, so the study planner is what we've attached to the assessment notification. I think you can also access a downloadable one on our website somewhere. Yes, you can. <laughs> okay. Just double checking. So it's very simple because we wanted it to be able to be personalised for the individual. So all it is is just two weeks um, with splitting to each day and the aim of it is to just put what you plan to do each day leading up to the, the assessment able to manage your time and help you stress less we like it forward preparation and there's more uh yes so with the assessment notification additions we have created additions to a benny's app which was already in existence but basically there's like another section in it and um it's got a study timer so that's customizable and it um it like sets how long you want to study and you can change it and whatnot and it tells you when you need to have a break and when you start studying again, you know. And then there's also tips and things like drink water. Like and it's it. just like quick reminders just to make sure you're in the right study habits. Because we, we can forget things like that, can't we, to drink yeah, to start off so with. You can suddenly, you some, sometimes you only notice when your mouth's dry or your lips are dry that you're thirsty, but your body has been dehydrated long before your lips get dry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the other one is that we can override is going to the bathroom. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> you sit there and go, no, no, I'll just do this, I'll just do that. And I remember reading a, um, a blog that someone wrote about blood pressure and her blood pressure went up like to a worrying, a worrying amount uh, because she was dehydrated and hadn't been to the bathroom. Now, yeah. who'd have thought that that could have such a physiological reaction? Yeah, and that's yeah. exactly what we want to avoid. So Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, when we're stressed and we're trying to get our stuff done, we, we don't realise that our body is going into a nervous reaction because we're not doing simple things like going to the bathroom and, and drinking enough water. Yeah, exactly. It's the simple things that you can forget. So, yeah. And we, we, we think that there's a lot you're going to have to do to stress less actually no just stop and listen and you know it's stuff you do already yeah exactly it's quite simple once you figure out what it is that helps you it's just got to keep doing it I mean usually it's something pretty basic whether it's listening to music or going for a walk you know maybe the day before an exam or whatnot you just got to keep going at it and once you figure out what it is it's not hard to keep doing it have you been able to apply these things in your lives now? Have you found that it's changed the way you're approaching, say, going into exams or even yeah. even this competition? 
definitely definitely yeah I think um I don't know especially all of the simple tips like just going outside I know like I have a part-time job and whenever I'm on my break I like to sit and eat my lunch outside mm. because I work inside and it's something about sort of artificial light that yeah. sort of makes you forget what time of day it is especially in winter when you come out and it's dark and it's a bit get quite disorientated and I think also just in preparation for things but even generally if I'm worried about something I just know just gonna like it's going to happen rather than avoiding things just making the most of sort of your opportunities rather thinking that could stress me out so I'll just sort of leave it or not do it but just try try your best at it and just manage your time as best you can because in the end there's always so much happening no matter what you're sort of doing you're always kind of going to be busy we're all so busy I think so you just got to it's something that you just need for life and it's a life skill like driving a car or something it, it is a life it's skill. a life skill and you need well it well said well said so do you look at adults in your lives and adults in the street and adults in media and and represented in you know in other areas in, that you see in the world do you look at them and think god that's not appealing that's not attractive you're just so stressed uh, you know, in the sense that you want to change something in your life so that you don't end up like that. I think so. I think doing the project gives you sort of, I think the more knowledge that you have, especially of yourself, not necessarily of stress, but just of yourself and what works for you is kind of what you want. And I think the more that you try as well, even though it might scare you initially, um, it kind of like it lets you know what does make you uncomfortable and what doesn't, especially with even jobs or just what you like doing or sort of events or just anything new that you try and if you don't like it I guess it's okay to say that that made me uncomfortable didn't really enjoy it but I tried it so it's definite all right. life skill Nicole any life skills from you um not really <laughs> <laughs> do you think it's something that you will use for the rest of, of your life has it changed your perception of how you thought you handled stress well, yeah, I've actually seen, as I've been implementing these stressless strategies, I've been less stressed about my assessment tasks and exams and going into them. And I've actually seen my results improve. Wow. So I'd like to think it's a life skill I've gained because I want to keep that up. Yeah, that's beautiful. What about you, Jess? Um, well, I never really thought about this before, you know, the stressless project, but I've realized that going for walks and stuff, it really, really helps me to, you know, de-stress and whatnot. So I've kept that up a lot and, yeah, that's really helpful for me. Yeah, I can say uh, that's one of the things that I underestimated walking. Yeah. And, and actually that my productivity could improve the more I took time to de-stress. The fact yeah. actually I, could, I was more productive when I actually got to work. Yeah. The the walking, my challenge, and I think we spoke about this last time, my challenge was walking from one tree to the next tree without actually thinking, without my brain starting to go and jump off about what I should have done or what I could have done, but actually feeling myself in my body so that I could de-stress, so I could be even aware of my level of stress. Yeah. Know, just feeling my feet in my shoes, you know? Yeah, exactly. And Another thing that helps with that is listening to music. For me personally, I don't know about everyone else, but I know a lot of people, you know, put in some headphones and just yeah. walk. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think music's a funny one, isn't it? Because sometimes some music puts me, makes me really angry. And I think some t- it, that's almost how they were feeling when they wrote it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have to have someone who's stressing less and listen yeah. to their music. You have to be listening yeah. to the right thing. You and do. Yeah. We actually have a Spotify play, a couple of Spotify playlists. Oh, for stress so, less. Um, yeah. Our account name is Stressless2015. Um, and yeah, so the songs on there are really, really good for de-stressing. You've thought about everything. This is what I really <laughs> like about you and the way you're doing it. You know how we talk about, we would, I don't know if we did this on air or off air, we talk about um, when you speak from your body, you're less nervous than when you're speaking from your head and from, you know, what you think you should do. And all of the projects you've done, they've all come, you've thought about what's worked for you and you've put that out there for some, to help someone else like the music. Yeah, exactly. And another thing that really helped us with our, like, spark our ideas, I guess, is an initial survey. And we found, we ran a whole, like, number of surveys, but this one in particular had questions and it was um, basically just trying to find out what works for other people as well. So we tried to um, implement things that were for each of the categories, I guess, like whether it was listening to music, watching TV or anything, you know, we just try to play our game for them, I guess. I like it. like it, Jess. Anyone else? You look like you're about to talk. Um, no, just I think the reason that we've sort of done so much is that, like we've sort of said before, that everybody has a different way of dealing with it. And what we didn't want to do is have just sort of just have the study tips and go, this is how you deal with stress. And if it doesn't work for you, then there's nothing else out there kind of thing. So the way that we have... From the initial survey that we did, we had we asked people what they were already doing to manage their own stress, say listen to music or go for a walk, watch a movie, have a nice ba- have a hot bath, I don't know, whatever you like to do, and then um, kind of plan all of our initiatives around that so that they were a little bit more relatable and that people could incorporate them more easily rather than just having something that people could use or they struggled with and they had nothing else yeah also because there's eight different people on our team that's eight eight different views and so they're able to provide eight different ways of stressing less yeah definitely are there more than eight are there ten there are nine <laughs> there are nine yeah. <laughs> we've so got many. ten including a coach we've got ten but yeah no we, that's also good that we've got um all the different sort of opinions as well and perspectives on stress so that really helped us rather than just as an also doing the project individually would have been a lot more stressful <laughs> first of all but also to have um all of the different ideas that people had and throughout and the thing is we all had different ideas at different points and as we kept going the things that were successful we could build on and then the things that maybe weren't as successful we could kind of just keep developing or think of new things but yeah it was all like a learning experience but it was a good way to sort of be creative but then there was the logical and the practical side of how you're going to get everything done seriously those are life skills that's what you do in business it's so brilliant that you're given this opportunity at your school it really is because you you're learning you're learning things that you will use when you go into your uh, whatever career you choose yeah you know, where you're working out what works, what doesn't work, what we have to, you know, go with as our primary, then what we go back to the drawing board and it's evolution, you know, yeah. what, what you evolve. Fantastic. 
Awesome. Let's have one more uh, piece of music and then uh, we'll come back and just uh, finish up with you guys saying thank you so much for coming in because this is your Sunday morning. Um, I'm here with the Mount St. Benedict girls, the Benny girls. Um, They have been out to America. They have conquered America from the uh, public speaking point of view, the future problem solvers. Uh, represented us extremely well and uh, have come back in to share with us about their experiences this morning. And really, we were just talking off air about um, the importance of being yourself. And actually, what was your quote, Nicole? I know you've had it before. Oh, be yourself because everyone else is taken. So true. So true. So that's our motto for this morning and our motto for stressing less. Be yourself. Don't be afraid of what you have to offer. Don't be afraid of what you have to share. And on that note, we need to say a few thank yous, don't we? A bit of appreciation for the people that helped you get to where you you got to. Yeah, we do. I think, first of all, to our coach, Sue, Mrs. Davies, she came away with us. She came with us to Brisbane or Melbourne, Melbourne, Brisbane, then all the way around America, stuck with us in America. Mrs. Davies, what a champion. Two whole weeks. (laughs) Yeah, no, she was amazing. She like, took all of our ideas on board. She was so great with everything. And, yeah, it was a, it's a long time, I think, to be working with a group, yeah. especially travelling and presenting and all of that. Yeah. She got up this morning. <laughs> She'd actually see if she's brave enough to come on air and, and talk about what it was like for her. Mm, Jess, do you want to pop out and see if she's brave enough? I will do. <laughs> um, Nicole, who do you want to thank? Um, I might also thank Mrs Durex. Direct, yeah. or like, who came away with us as well. Um, our school for letting us yeah. go away. Yeah. To nationals and internationals. Fantastic. Um, the, also, other, the other six members of this team, yes, um, unfortunately aren't here today, but have helped us as well and did all the initiatives, helped us with everything, came away with us. Yeah. To also, thank them. Yeah. Also, Fabulous. thank you to you, Lucy, for having oh. us again. <laughs> Well, it's always a pleasure and, and, and really great, perfect timing in, in the middle of International uh, Mental Health Week. It's really a mental health month. It's so important to, to really do as much awareness building as we can because, as you say, it's normal. Yeah. So let's make it normal, but let's also give us some tools to try and make it not normal and, you know, uh, going to the bathroom and drinking water be our normal. Now, we have been joined by the heroine of the day, um, yeah, Mrs. Davies, you managed to um, talk, look after these these nine members of this team for a very long time, guiding them through the yes, process. Yes. Um, come nice and close yes, to the I thing. Did. Yes. And we, uh, you went away with them. I did. Yes, we went away several times together. Yes, we know what it is to travel together, and um, they were a very good group to travel with. Um, we actually had a 15-hour layover in uh, Chicago Airport at one point. Wow. Yes, so the girls were great and uh, we all got through that together. Yes, uh, I know what it's like having uh, three young people trying to uh, entertain them for a, a layover for that amount of time. So that's a huge one. Yes, yes, we were, yes, we were booked onto the wrong plane. Yeah. <laughs> we had lots of pizza there in Chicago. <laughs> it gave us plenty of time to try all the food. Yeah, the food, all of the shopping at the airport. Although I think if I was ever stuck at Chicago again, I'd know the airport off by heart because we just went everywhere. Yeah, maybe that should be one of your top tips to stress less. What to do when you're you when you're having to stay somewhere Somewhere. for an extended period of time and you haven't planned it. Yes. Mm. 
Um, what are you finding about the, the whole program at Mount St. Benedict? It's clearly um, really raising awareness of life skills. It's what we've been talking yes. about this morning. Yes, the girls, um, they have worked wonderfully as a group with their project. But the project, other than teaching the girls things, and they've certainly learnt a lot individually and, and collectively um, through the process, they've actually given the whole college something. Mm. And it's, um, it's made a very big difference, I think, to the culture of the college, which will be ongoing. So that for me is the, um, the greatest joy, uh, other than watching the girls themselves and working with them and, and watching them grow over the... Um, we've worked together for two and a half years. Mm. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. Well, we wanted to say thank you very yes. much for what you have personally contributed in the time <laughs> that you've given. Yes, well, the girls have, of course... Um, the girls are the ones who did it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes, but them, they but can't. They do it. Yeah, they yes. can't do it without the parents and the friends and the and the yeah. staff yeah. actually standing beside them and encouraging them. And Mount St Benedict is a great college for providing opportunities for people who want to take them up. Yeah. So yes, and the girls all did that. Wonderful. Well, thank you very much, all four of you, for coming in this morning. Thank you for having us. Early Sunday morning wake up. I hope you all go and have an amazing day now. <laughs> thank you, Lucy. That's all right. Pleasure. You are listening to Triple H 100.1 FM and stay in the loop with Lucy. Welcome back. Um, what can I tell you? That was awesome with uh, the Mount St. Benedict girls. I love having them in. I always learn a huge amount from them and what they're doing. Uh, so, yes, the more the merrier, really. Um, anyone else from the social justice teams or the you know, um, change your world teams that want to come in, you feel free. Now, the second half of the show, I have got another guest today. I've got Nadia Kariaski. Welcome, Nadia. Hello, Lucy. We are going to be um, talking uh, more about uh, Children's Week, about the fact that uh, we have got this responsibility for what we present in the media, the the right to reliable information from the media. I'm going to be... Now, Nadia works with young people day in, day out, uh, works with music students and how to cope with their well-being and their health um, and how to keep things in balance. Isn't that right, Nadia? It is, Lucy, yeah, but outside of... Um Outside of that job, I also work with young children um, teaching movement and also young teachers, uh, young teenagers on the northern beaches too. So uh, whilst there's a main focus of music students, there's just that generalised crowd out there across quite a big spectrum of an age group. Mm. Yeah. So tell me about what you do with them. So um, basically... We, uh, at, with the music students, uh, we're uh, work in the Department of Wellbeing, and you know, day in and day out, we're dealing with students that are coming in with anxiety, overwhelm, um, you know, just that that stress of pressure of life <laughs> and pressure of study, but also pressure of performing too, um, and that what that brings in, um, particularly that performing acts aspect, what that brings in in terms of how they're coping and inside inside the institute, but also out, out there in life as a musician. Mm. And I think the, um, the thing that we've noticed the most is a lot of the time, and what I loved about listening to what the girls were presenting earlier, is they're presenting something that's more preventative. And a lot of people react to stress and come and try and deal with stress in that absolute crisis point. Mm. And that's really 
what we get at the moment is a lot of students just coming in when that you know the the pot is boiling the the cup is full and it's um yeah the stress is just huge when really in actual fact what we work with them in doing is supporting them to go okay this stress is actually a point of a whole heap of things prior to this moment and let's have a look at that because you actually have a choice to be able to change some of these things that are perhaps contributing to this moment that just feels so overwhelming so interestingly enough whilst we're supporting them to work with tools and coming out of that stressful situation we also work with them in a way of getting them to be so aware of what that stress when that even stress comes into the body and what that stress actually is because it can be a whole array of things it can be an emotional stress it can be a um a physical stress, a psychological stress, a chemical food stress in that sense of something that they may have eaten. It could simply be the fact that um, they're just not able to, you know, they get their EUO, they get their assignment task and they just feel that they don't have the skills to complete that thing. And instead of being aware straight away what that does to them, it's pushed to the side. It's pushed to the side. And what I tend to find is a lot of the time they like to focus on the things that they're really good at and just, um, yeah, keep ignoring the things that are that are putting this tension, what I call the tension, in their body that then it then exposes is this, what they call in, call I'm stressed kind mm. of thing. It reminds me of a conversation my daughter had with me the other day about um, not wanting to be bad at anything, you know, that fear of failure, which really isn't championed in our world currently. You know, we, we don't give ourselves space to get it wrong. And yet we've got to, we all started at the beginning of something. We've got to really nurture people being able to be clumsy in their words or in their actions and actually develop and support people to to learn um, that we can learn so much from getting things wrong. Absolutely, Lucy. Um, I was actually listening to the girls outside with their teacher and um, I just couldn't stop smiling because what started to be a project for themselves through something that they clearly have gone through and and realise the importance of being able to support themselves has become a project that um, is supporting their school, their community, and, and from what I understand, a much larger group of students out there, young um, adults out there. But I said to the teacher, I said, this is this is an, a life project for them. This just doesn't stop. And, and actually through their experiences, they're going to be changing this all the time. And mm. that's the, it was just the absolute gorgeousness about what they were doing is that they are being okay to make their mistakes and then um, change it and know mm. that they've got a choice to change it all the time. And that that in itself and being okay with that alleviates much of the stress already. Yes, yes. And, and that their awareness with each little stage of that as it continues to um, develop, the, the thing is there's never any end point to this point of stress. We're always going to come up against something. And I think that's something that I feel students come in sometimes and have this expectation that I want this to stop and I want it to stop forever. 
and um it's like but this is actually a part of life it's just whether you react to it or whether you respond to it and i think a lot of the times our reactions to it is is to go in really hard on ourselves and um but actually if we can be the observer and go oh yeah this is just this feels challenging this feels a little bit uncomfortable this feels a little bit um difficult or whatever it is and then know that we can then further go okay well what do i need to do about that we can respond to it in in a way that our shoulders are a bit more lean you know our feet are on the floor our head's not in that sense a space of mental fog and we just can't even practically think of something to action right there in that moment it definitely comes from the body Yes. We have to get to know our bodies Absolutely. to be able to know, one, that we even are stressed and also to be able to recognize the early warning signs of that to maybe uh, redirect the behavior. Absolutely, Lucy. So what we do with the way we work with the students um, is supporting them to come out of that moment, obviously, with tools of just going, OK, let's just, you know, take a breath. <laughs> Let's just, yeah, let's hear what you've got to say. Put your feet back on the floor. And then I go straight away and I go, okay, well, just be aware of how you're sat right now. And they they see it. They all of a sudden sit back in their chair and they drop their shoulders. And I said, if you can actually apply this in, in even before you enter the office to come and say, I'm stressed and start walking around and being much more aware of, that moment when you get that little twinge, when your shoulders do go up towards your ears, when you start to ping your fingers into your, into your palm of your hands, when you cross your legs and they're crossed so tightly, you know, there's no blood circulation going down the feet, when you've kind of shrank in your height and you go, okay, well, if I just, you know, lengthen my spine again and just drop my shoulders, yeah. there's an expansion that happens straight away. The breath. I know that for for me, um, I I find that my I collapse my neck yeah. <laughs> into my chest, and I and sometimes I don't even notice I'm doing it. But if I've been like that for a long while, I will get neck ache. Yeah. But my body will tolerate me doing it for a little bit. But it you can immediately see how it crushes a flow of something yes. that ends up being an expression because obviously it's your throat so you can't you don't sound the same way you don't con- communicate in the same way but there is a attention and the more I started noticing it the more I caught myself doing it so we have to build this body awareness through a choice to be aware in order to do anything about it I reckon absolutely but I think the way that many of us deal with that stress in um with stress is to just treat it symptomatically it's just just reduce the point of where I'm at right now stop and me feeling it. what I'm yeah, feeling stop me feeling what I'm feeling and that's enough yeah. and it's actually we go I go okay well you've done that now but let's go a little bit further and I I heard a question that you asked the girls earlier and that was you know what what are people okay to accept and what do they struggle with accepting yeah. and and i really find that they're okay to accept oh we've got a tool to help us relieve this moment of stress and and there are people around us to support us whether that's our parent our teacher our counselor you know whoever it may be our friend but what they struggle with 
is actually looking at what were the, what was the momentum, what were the things prior to that point that they actually probably had a lot to do with mm-hmm. that contributed to that stress. Is this the R word? Is this responsibility <laughs> that we might be avoiding here? You know, it comes up so often on this show with all sorts of different people, you know, the, the gambling awareness, the domestic violence. It's not the actual moment. It's actually what led to that behaviour happening. Mm. You know, stress is right up there because the consequences of stress is a, is a physiological breakdown. Yeah. Our cells cannot do what they're supposed to do. And illness and disease are the result of cells breaking down or not, fun- or the body not functioning harmoniously. So our responsibility away from that moment is absolutely essential. Absolutely. And, um, and uh, even further, what they find difficult to accept, and that's particularly music students and performers, is what's loaded in your music of what you're creating then which we talk about very honestly and they're amazing i don't think and i think that's the thing about um youth and teens and children you can be honest and if we don't start being honest with them when are we ever really going to support them to actually go oh yeah i don't have to be perfect at this but i do have to be a bit more aware of of this so is what you're saying that if a student is so stressed, their parents, perhaps their teachers, everybody other than them is forcing them to play this particular instrument, this particular piece, that it's, there's a stress on getting it right, that that resentment and the stress, and I go, oh God, I'm just going to do this, that comes through the music. So the person who's listening to it gets the piece of music. It technically might be perfect, but it's loaded with the fact that you know, this little, it, it's, I always compare it to passive aggression. You can put this face that looks amazing and people can be completely fooled by it. But there's something that comes with it that actually is a bit of a, a slap in a way. Yeah, a little bit of a pinch or a bite. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And you said it before and the girls agreed. And, and I know a lot of my students agree when we talk about this. You can listen to a piece of music and you can feel all of a sudden angry or teary, Mm. emotional, um, you know, or very stimulated. Yes, here we go. (laughs) Um, You know, and and yeah, there is an importance of that. But it's also when I was listening to you breaking that down in terms of everybody putting the pressure on in terms of playing this piece. What what I'm finding is a lot of them stop being a it's th- it's them being able to be very integral about how they play their music because their expectations um, from their audiences from their teachers who are giving them you mm. know technical skills but also they're sharing what they believe everything's a perception of what somebody else believes to be a good piece or a bad piece or a um, you know a technically correct piece and and I think a lot of these students stop knowing who they are yeah and they're not and then so what's loaded in their music is probably um them actually just feeling so super contained with all these other ways of how they should do their music yeah that they Yes, whilst the music's loaded, but it's actually could be quite simply as them actually being more supported to go, hey, we're, we're going to teach you some skills. And, and we, of course, everybody's got an opinion, but the most important thing is, is you trust yourself 
in the piece that you're creating and take that out there Mm. instead of feeling the pressure of um, what everybody's telling you to put out there. What's top of the charts right now? What's the in music? What's the out music? You know, what will get what will get my most numbers up or uh, most numbers up? What will get my most um, records, listeners or um, records sold or. Yeah, and I, and I think part of, again, when we come down to breaking down stress and supporting them to be more aware of those moments in the physiological change in the body or whatever change it is, that could be just thoughts or feelings, we go back and then even further and go, could it be something about, why you why are you trying to impress something or why are you attaching to an outcome or why are you you know what's the importance of that and a lot of the times it comes back to their identity mm. um, and knowing who they are and you said it in the section prior you know be yourself because what is it everybody everybody else is else taken, is taken. But good. a lot of these students don't know who they are either mm. and that's that's part of part of the problem because they are conditioned through education or through the media of what is perceived to be you know the in thing the cool thing the better thing and that in itself just puts a stress on someone perfect bridge for us to go to some music and when we come back we're going to talk about the media yeah we're back you're triple h 100.1 fm and stay in the loop with lucy we are talking today about, um, well, it's been actually quite a mental health focused day, which has been brilliant. Uh, but in this section, we're going into the uh, Children's Week 2016 theme, which is children have the right to reliable information from the media. Now, looking um, at the website for them, the, there's the Australian Human Rights Commission, the National Children's Commissioner, Megan Mitchell, had a uh, press release she's the ambassador for children's week 2016 and um, obviously last year marked a historic milestone in children's rights when they celebrated the 25th anniversary of the convention on rights of the child and a lot had been achieved in that time but as she says there's still much more that needs to be done to ensure that all children in australia realize all of their rights now when i work with young people it's amazing how few rights they know um, of their rights when they're involved in the uh, juvenile justice system they they learn pretty fast but still when we talk about media uh, and the diverse and reliable uh, sorry the, the diverse information that is out there um what's quite interesting is article 17 of the convention uh, talks about the right to reliable diverse information and enriching media um all kinds of information are available to children at the click of a button and the blink of an eye and the sound of a voice or the touch of a, a finger the digital world and the information gateways it opens up are a natural part of the lives of children and the Australian Bureau of Statistics has reported that 86% of households had access to the internet in 2014-15 and that 90% of children aged 5 to 14 had accessed the internet in the 12 months prior. Now, that's going to be so much less than it is now. That In the coming years, really, we're hitting the, the 90% mark for 
um, use as well as access. And um, I don't think there are many young people who do not know how to work every single digital device and every single app and, fa and know far quicker than the parents what the pitfalls of those apps are, um, faster than the parents can block them or put the safety um, measures in them. And on that note, I would, I would highlight the fact that we have the ACCM, the Australian Council on Children in the Media, and they have excellent resources on their website, which is www.childrenandmedia.org.au. Um, they have excellent resources on how to um, go to the movies, what movies have... Uh, dodgy themes or themes that might concern your your child they have um, fact sheets on the effects of media from a uh, of the media from a child development perspective they've they've got um, examples of how to look after your child with uh, difficult stories when violence is 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 given out through the media or described in the media and the pictures that we're seeing it is definitely having an effect on young people's mental health and children's uh, perceptions of the world as a very fearful and scary place to grow up so it's really well worth us educating ourselves um, any parents or adults listening out there about how to support young people in your environment and to uh, keep it in perspective and encourage them to be the change that they want to see in the world. You know, we can't, we might not be able to change the whole world, but we can definitely contribute to what we've got in the area around us. And that really makes us more aware of our responsibility as media producers. So, um, Nadia, you actually, we were talking just a little bit earlier about the fact that... Uh, We've got our students of music and we've got other students who talk about their responsibility with what we're producing on media. Uh, really, the, the things, some of the dysfunctional things I see on the internet about championing uh, body image and uh, actually not healthy body image that's a massive problem. You know, the, there are websites giving instructions and YouTube videos on um, self-harm. What is your, what are you seeing in your practice of working with all these different children in these different environments, the northern beaches and the teenagers, the young to the old? How, what are you seeing in their bodies and in their reactions to, to the media that they're consuming? Yeah, Lucy, I mean, everything that you've just opened up with there, it's really all about the environment that the children are growing up in. And this environment really needs to be questioned. And, and what and what what are we all doing in contributing to this environment that's actually so tainted that it is um, leading children? I mean, the biggest thing I see is the concern around self-esteem, body image, eat, early eating disorders, but also that level of anxiety now is, is seen in children at the age of five. Self-esteem and self-image is seen in children around the ages of six or seven. Mm -hmm. And I'm seeing that all the time. And where I talk about anxiousness, that's because they're trying so much to impress that they're putting their body under such a physiological kind of stimulation and strain that it's so overactive by the time they get come to my um, class they're like wired little bunnies yeah um from another side i mean in terms of 
the whole um, body image thing, which is what I see as is, is, is massive, regardless what age group you're in. Yeah. But from from the media, what I'm seeing is, and what what I don't like to see actually, and um, is the way advertisements like to use um, certain foods, certain cereals, and they attach it to a athlete or they attach it to a, um, you know, a lifeguard or a, a somebody who's looking super fit and has heaps of energy. And it's this message that simply gets relayed to say, you eat that, you get this. And, and I know that from simply watching my own nephews even kind of go I've got to have my cereal to get my energy and then I'll get muscles like this and and you know and it's it's immediate the the attachment to the food to how they look is immediate marketing to children they they spend so much on marketing to children and I mean I've I'm doing so much study into obesity and the causes of overweight and obesity and a major problem is the marketing of uh, pretend healthy foods that are loaded with sugar um, to children that set a foundation for that child to then be one addicted to sugar to overweight which is much harder to lose in adulthood well that's the i mean I, I, back in the days working as a fitness instructor in the gym and it was it was in the time when all those cereal bars got launched oh yes oh yes back in the day <laughs> back in the day <laughs> I mean they're still around and I think they're probably more with nuts and you know seeds these yeah, days yeah they're but loaded with honey and sugar I still with, get kind of buzzed yeah. Absolutely not. But back then it was, you know, Frosties put it, Frosty cereal put into a little snack bar. And that was what, I mean, I coordinated um, the children's fitness program there. We were sponsored by that company. And so we got so many free Mm -hmm. um, snacks that were given to them as part of their healthy treat. Mm -hmm. But like you say, it is... And, and, and um, you know, research is showing this is all contributing to the rise in obesity. And it's this misinformation when you were talking before in terms of we are entitled to true information. We, we can lead on to that through catalogues, through magazines, through social images where people buffer their images or, you know. Yes, um, what's reliable? You know, how do we know what is reliable? Yeah, absolutely. You and have to be so discerning. So discerning. But unfortunately, a lot of the teenagers, um, particularly if it's to do with fitness or exercise or movement, there is such a... A stigma attached to a very skinny body, um, you know, and then they'll do anything to get that. And that's both ends. They'll do, they'll have the eating disorder or they will exercise to the, to the extreme. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, and equally, both are putting a physiological stress on that body and, and both are, you know, not supporting um the self-esteem of that person and they're comparing them something most comparing themselves to something most of the time that's not even real or true and that's the scary bit isn't it as you say it's not real and i think the interesting thing that i was i was having a little walk this morning and i was kind of we can talk very directly about the direct impact of media on children and so children can you know, watch these advertisements that come up in between shows that they possibly watch, etc. But 
I was chatting to a friend who actually told me that um, what really surprised him at one point was when his daughter wouldn't put his puffer jacket on, her, her puffer jacket, you know, the big puffer warm jackets? Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't put it on because she said that it made her, um, she'll, it makes her fat. No way. Six-year-old. <laughs> and I think what what made me, I kind of, I paused to say, well, where did that come from? Because I don't believe that that was seen through any media channel. And no. what I saw as the indirect kind of uh, irresponsibility of media is it's quite possible that that came through the adult Yeah. in terms of hearing adults talk about, oh, the puffy jacket makes me look fat. Do I look fat and in do this? Do I look fat in this? Classic. And, and, and yeah, and I think, again, we're, we're impacted by our... Um, parents, our grandparents, our you know aunties and uncles, our teachers, and I think we all the indirectness to the children was what media we expose ourselves to, and then how that again, like we were talking about before, how music gets loaded, yes, how we then become loaded again to the environment. Totally. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's a bit of a pinch for, <laughs> for a few of us. The R word, <laughs> responsibility. Ouch. Now, um, oh God, you, we're coming down to the last like fifteen minutes of the ten minutes of the show. It's gone so fast this morning and um listeners i suspect that you are just sitting there with your head in your hands going oh my lord the responsibility of everything what i say what i do but you know it it is really important that we just take a moment just become aware you know when when we say little little things that are just quite common to us around young people just how they're hearing that um and actually celebrating celebrating children for who they are rather than what they do you know in this is children's week let's just give them a week i know we sometimes struggle about giving them a day you know on on their birthdays and we make this you know day the most important day ever and we might say that children's day is every day but actually let's not be a grinch let us for a week just go hey you know what you're amazing I am going to look at all of your traits, not what you do, but who you are, all the things that I celebrate about you and do that for a whole week and just see what how it changes in the house. Um, I have been experimenting in our house for years doing this. So, for example, birthdays in our house, they're a week long because about seven or eight years ago, I had a nightmare where it all went horribly wrong for one of our children on their birthday, horribly wrong. And I just said the pressure for us all to do exactly what you want to do and, and or for you all to be exactly how, us to be exactly how you think we should be on that one day is too much. It's wrong and, and it's fake because then the rest of the day we go back to, you all go back to bickering and blah, blah, blah. Let's just be real, let's be ourselves and stop this perfect picture. Um, so we now do it for a week, you know, and... Um, that has just taken a whole heap of pressure on. There's much less fakeness. It's much more real. If there's an argument, they're not devastated and they don't it's not carry a wound. Their day. Yeah. <laughs> Ruin, you've ruined my day. You've ruined my <laughs> one day. <laughs> That's it. You did, you know, they don't carry that wound for the rest of their lives. I mean, I still remember when my dad forgot to call me on my birthday. Killed you. <laughs> Honestly. Well, actually, I think it, it upset my mum more than it upset yes. me. I mean, I was wounded, but my mum was so desperately wounded for me. Lucy, my family, 
cards. If if they don't, they are so attached to the card and it has to arrive before the birthday. And if if for any reason you have forgotten or if it's delayed, it's like... But I celebrate you just nearly out. Like, I appreciate you yeah. so much. Like, We've, I don't want to singleize that into one card. No, we have to see, though, don't we? I mean, this is where there are different perceptions of reality from different people. And what's things, important to them. To them, yeah. that's right. So I, can, I learned very early on that what was important to my mum was, was that connection. Yeah. And actually, with my dad... I knew that he loved me. I didn't doubt his love. And I knew that chances are he was crazy busy. He would never choose to forget my birthday. So, you know what I mean? Just bringing the understanding of what's going on in someone else's life. Sometimes we have to rebalance someone and say, hey, I get that that's important, but you equally have to appreciate that it's important to someone else. And so Mm. diarize it for yourself, set a reminder even if you know it's going to be a busy day, send me a text before, Sam may not get to you, but blah. Love you heaps. Happy birthday. You know, we, we've, we've got to put it in, we've got to be understanding of the many different pictures. It's another thing that the media place on birthdays or celebrations. <gasps> Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day or, <gasps> you know, exactly. Because, and, and again, it's another thing that the media impose on our yeah. belief system, you yeah. know. And, and Halloween. Yes. What if you don't send a Halloween card? Have you ever received one? You <laughs> no. might, I'll be so hurt if I don't get one from you, Nadia. I'm making a note right now, Lucy, that this is uh, something that's important I want a pumpkin to full of blah. I'm only joking. But, don't. You know, I mean, this is it. There's no perfection around any of this. Again, coming back to that, there's got to be a bit of playfulness. But yes. it also comes down to just let's be a bit more aware of it. Yes. And actually, even when children... <laughs> I call it a behavior or kind of changing the way out. They're just communicating something's a little bit off sorts. They are. And actually that's then the bigger picture to go, let's look at our environment from a, a, um, a bigger perspective to go, all right, what's contributing mm-hmm. to this moment to any of us feeling yeah. off sorts, whether it's the mom, the dad, the little child, you know, yeah. and address. What's been going on yeah, at school. And address that point. Jean Gamble did a wonderful show on Hertz. It's mm. one of the most listened to and downloaded of all of my shows that I've done on Triple H. So I highly recommend people go back and listen to it because it does talk about what comes into those conversations. And she talks about families of origin mm. and view ways of looking. Just before, I mean, when you come on that, let's go for a week with that, you know, celebrating children for just who they are. Before you even tell them who they, you know, what you appreciate in them, what I do with even the students, you know, the 20-year-olds that I work with, and and the joy that it brings is I get them to appreciate something about themselves. Beautiful. And same with the younger group that I work with, you know, down to the five-year-olds or the... 12 year olds yeah. it's just that we sit and we go we don't even start in the first thing that we start with is you go around and say something you appreciate about yourself mm. and then we let the others kind of share and i share what we appreciate too so it just gives them that conf- it's like they consolidate who they are before they get told who they are oh lovely i also got a flash that it would stop jealousy and comparison because you've actually appreciated something about you so you openly and freely appreciate something about someone else without taking it as a criticism of you yeah absolutely 
what's on, what uh, is coming up. I can tell you that there's a huge amount coming up in our local area in the coming short while. I seem to have put my... Oh, here we go. Um, first up, on Friday, this coming Friday, now a couple of weeks ago we had a, a fantastic show on breast care and um, Katie Walls came in and talked about foundational breast care and she's hosting a morning tea which has meditation, in-chair yoga and a foundational breast care discussion. If you want to go to that, it is on... Um, uh, I'm going to give you the website address because rather than give her address out on air, it's from 9.30 to 12 noon. Um, email katie at gentlerhythms.com.au or go to the www.gentlerhythms.com.au website um, or you can call Katie Walls on 0412 Four five eight. So that will introduce foundational breast care. It will give you some practical tips like meditation and in-chair esoteric yoga. Very practical tools to assist slowing down the mind and bringing us back into our bodies. We obviously have the Triple H Golf Community Day, which is coming on us fast. It's on the 19th of November. Consider getting a team together for some Christmas bonding or thank you to your um, to your people. It's a uh, Oh, it says Friday the 18th of, of November. I thought it was the 19th, but Friday the 18th of November. Registration is 11.30. It's a shotgun start at 12.30. And there's a canopy awards function at 5.30. It's at Asquith Golf Club. Entry fee is a mere $60 per person, which is a fantastic price. Bearing in mind, it includes 18 holes of golf and the buffet awards and some presentation prizes and you can join in with a raffle. It's really um, important for our station to build community relationships and to build your connection with each other and um, uh, we do that through hosting these events. So we would love to get to know you and for you to be able to get to know each other. So come and join us. Make sure you book in so that we've got enough, um, make sure that we've got enough teams for that day. We've also got um, Teenage Tactics, which is perfect for Nadia, you'd enjoy this one. How to um, talk to young people, <laughs> how to deal with uh, those that behavior. So that's going to be at Kuringai Council Chambers Monday, uh, tomorrow, 6.30 to 8.30. The cost is $5. Um, well worth going to see how you can communicate in a more effective way. And um, with teenagers, that's actually very important because, again, very often we focus on what they're not doing as opposed to focusing on what they are. And if someone always focused on what I wasn't doing, I probably too would stick two fingers up at them and go completely the opposite way to what they wanted me to do. Um, lots of appreciation to you all for joining me. Uh, we're coming to the end of the show now. That's all for this week on Stay in the Loop with Lucy. Uh, next week's show, I'm going to do a whole show on lying and our propensity to lie and where we think we've convinced ourselves so much that we're telling the truth. And it's absolutely a great big porker. Um, I, I, I'm so excited to do it because really when you... When I look at all the things to do with public health and non-communicable diseases, things that are that we can do something about, the amount of money we spend on that that we don't need to spend, 
I think it's going to be a top one. So the podcast for today's show will be available through the Stay in the Loop with Lucy website and on SoundCloud. If you want to get updates, then please remember to like the Stay in the Loop with Lucy uh, Facebook page or the website. So then you just automatically get uh, notified. And all of the links to those spaces are available on the Triple H homepage. Thank you, Nadia, for being my guest today. Really enjoyed what you've bought. Thanks, Lucy. Absolute pleasure. And and just on that last little per- that point about you saying, you know, don't focus on what they've done wrong. Yeah. Create a space to listen to them too. I think very often we are so quick to tell a teenager or tell a child yeah. what they've done. Yeah. Actually, it's creating the space to let them tell you what's going on and perhaps let them identify themselves what they've done if they've done anything yeah, wrong and what their consequences you know, should be. The, yeah. you know what let's let's just park that thought we're going to do a whole show on that you and yeah. i after this will Love work that. out the date when we can have that show teenagers show might even have a couple of teenagers on Ooh, that would be outrageous <laughs> till next week's show remember to take a moment to look after you connect with the amazing people in your community in your family Be kind, be caring, be loved, be you. You've been listening to Stay in the Loop with Lucy on Triple H 100.1 FM.